because it's pretty incredible. But I want to just spend a couple minutes talking about how important it is for us to, to be generous. And, and um, we were in a series a few weeks ago that we're kind of c- connecting back into today for just a minute called The Kingdom. We talked about what it means to be a part of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of Christ. And how many know it's bigger than any one of us? It's bigger than any one of us. It's an eternal kingdom. It's a powerful kingdom. It's a growing kingdom. It's a serving kingdom. It's a need-meeting kingdom. And I, I came across 2 Peter chapter 1, and it felt like Peter kind of gave us some, what I would call today the, some qualities of, of the kingdom. And I, especially this verse I just kind of want to lean into today. It says, for this reason, make every effort to add, everybody say the next word, virtue to your faith. Add virtue to your faith. Uh, I, think, I think James says it as well. He says, just faith alone, faith without deeds, faith without works is, is dead. It, does, it doesn't bring a lot of value to the world around you. And so we want to be people who add virtue to our faith. We don't want to just say that we believe in something, but we want what we believe to be evident through our actions and through how we serve people and how we love our community and how we connect and meet needs and pray for people and We want to be a part of all of that. We want to be people who add virtue to our faith. And Peter says, add to your virtue knowledge and to your knowledge self-control and to your self-control patient endurance and to your patient endurance godliness and to your godliness brotherly kindness and to your brotherly kindness, come on, everybody say the last one, love. We 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 want to be all of that. We want to do all of that. Because he says, if these things reside in you and abound, they ensure that you will neither be useless or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. How, how awful would it be to have all of this, to come together and sing every Sunday and lean into the Bible and Scripture and have these great experiences, these great moments together as a church, but then have our community say, There's, but you're not fruitful and You're of no use. One of the things I love about your generosity, True Life, is I think if we weren't here, somebody would miss us. It should be that way, shouldn't it? Shouldn't our community say if they were gone, we would miss them? Because they represented Jesus well. They represented the kingdom well. So that's one of the things I've always prayed for. God, don't let it be useless. Don't let it be unfruitful. Don't, we, don't want, we don't want to be like these guys. As, as, as Peter says, the one who lacks these things is blind and short-sighted because he's forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. And I, I kind of feel like, especially this past year or so, as a church, you kind of, like, we kind of grew up a little bit, kind of leveled up in maturity a little bit, and I'm proud of you. For, for a long time, you know, when you plant a church, when you start from nothing, when you start from scratch, you kind of start out in like a little bit of survival mode. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it just, you, and you'll let anybody do anything. Like if you have a pulse, you can be a leader. What do you want to be in charge of? Like, like, hey, you don't look like a serial killer. Sure, you can teach toddlers. I mean, that's just kind of like, that's just kind of like how you start out. You just do whatever you got to do to make things work. And how many know the, the farther we go, the more we've raised the standards, amen? Thank, thank God, right? I remember they teased me one time because I, I, I uh, was trying to make an appeal at our, we were meeting in the movie theater to finish out one of the rooms there so that we could do childcare in the room and it would be a safer, more secure environment. 
because we used to do have, have our nursery like in the lobby of this old nasty movie theater with huge glass doors. And I just said, hey, we just don't want like some predator walking by looking in the doors, which was not a great way to cast vision, y'all. Like I just, I've learned a lot since then. In our Christmas party that year, they did skits and every single one of the skits, somebody would pop out with a predator alien mask on. It was pretty funny. Like they, they gave me a hard time over that one for quite a while. But we don't want to be people who are short-sighted. We want to, and I'm finding the longer I do this, the, the more I want to have the end game in mind. I want to play the long game. Y'all with me this morning? I don't want to just, we can't just lead a church forever out of a survival mentality, out of a make it work mentality. And because of your generosity, more than ever, we're able to start thinking about the future and thinking about how to be generous. And we've got so much vision. I just want you to know, no matter what you do today, the, the level of vision that God gives our ho- this house it always outpaces the resources. Like I'll tell you one, my wife and I just started dreaming about this summer and I, I don't have a timeline on this and I don't even know what it would cost yet, but one of, the, one of the things she brought to me was she said, hey, you know, we have this great environment on Sunday for adults and we've, we've got the lobby and the coffee and we've got these places for people to connect and we just finished our life track environment for people who are joining the church and finding their fit in ministry and we, we built this great area for children and a place for kids to feel like this is their church and they're loved and connected. She said, what, but what about like our students, our teenagers and our college students? Like we don't have environments tailor-made for them. What does that communicate to them? And I said, yeah, babe, you're right. Like they're having to use all these environments that really are, are built for someone else. And I don't know if you've noticed, but like we're kind of out of square footage, right? So we have to start thinking, well, what, is, what does that look like? for the future, how can we do that? And I'm just gonna tell you, we dream big. Are y'all okay with that? Are we allowed to dream big? We dream big and we were, we were traveling the country on sabbatical this year and we came to this campground and they had this just amazing building, this facility that they had gone out and put in like four real deal, legit AMF bowling lanes. And they had arcades set up and a cafe that served hot donuts. Like Amanda like went and found the hot donut machine that day. Like if, if Legacy goes well today, we're ordering a donut machine tomorrow. It's a thousand bucks. I'm just telling you it's happening. It's happening. Hot donuts for 2023, it's gonna happen. It's got a little conveyor belt and everything. It's awesome. We're, we're doing it. And, and so we're just dreaming like, hey, what would it look like to, to create community spaces like that? I think some of what the church used to be good at a couple decades ago, and then ministry's kind of shifted. The way we do ministry has shifted. I actually think some of that old school stuff is going to return and, and creating community spaces for people to get together and connect, especially for the next generation. Like, like we got to create spaces to get them together and teach them how to interact face-to-face instead of behind a screen. Can I get an amen? And um, so I'm just dreaming about all that. I'm dreaming about all that. When I was a youth pastor, I dreamed about taking over an empty Walmart and building a go-kart track. Like I'm like, like I'm back to dreaming about that stuff again. Like, come on. And nothing says we love teenagers like the smell of gasoline. You know what I'm saying? Just let's go. We'll get battery ones. It'll be green. So we're just we're dreaming. Like I don't want to be short-sighted. I want to think about what comes next. I want to think about the future. And um, you guys are doing such a great job. That's really what today's about. It's just saying, good job, thank you. You're gonna get an opportunity to give today and I'm, I'm glad that you're gonna participate in that. But I'm just thanking you in anticipation of your generosity because you've been amazing. And I, I'm just thinking about that passage where Peter says, let's add virtue to our faith. And it reminded me of something I heard Recently, I think it was Dr. John Maxwell. I'd love to give the right person credit, but I can't remember who said it, and I didn't write it down in my journal. 
But I heard him say this. He said, you know, there's, there's two kinds of virtues. Two kinds of virtues. The first kind is what we would call a resume virtue. A resume virtue. And a resume, I want to be clear, a resume virtue is not sin. It's not sin. I mean, it could become sin. It could, it could become an idol in your life. It could become something that you worship. But it's not inherently evil. It's just not inherently eternal. Come on, y'all with me. A resume virtue is not evil, but it's also probably not eternal. A resume virtue will help you climb the ladder. It'll help you take the next step on your income. It'll help you get the next degree, the next certificate on the wall, the next title in your job. It'll help you pursue the next business goal, achieve the next, next thing that you want to do. And, 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 and resume virtues can be used to affect the eternal for sure. I'm, I'm so thankful for people who've been successful in their careers and then leveraged what God gives them for the kingdom. But at the end of the day, the res a resume virtue is really about getting as much from this life right now as I possibly can. And the unfortunate thing is, especially kind of in our Western way of living, is we've, we've accepted as status quo this life where probably most of us will spend the majority of our time on planet Earth trying to build resume virtues trying to keep it polished and looking good, trying to stay ready for the next opportunity. And I'm not scolding you for that. I'm just saying, make sure that you don't focus so much on the resume virtues that you miss out on the one that matters more. And he says the other kind is what we call eulogy virtues. Eulogy virtues are what make people miss you when you're gone. They make you miss how someone made you feel safe or loved, or accepted, or like you knew where to go when you had a need. I remember one time my grandmother, I, I was just had a terrible fight at my house with my parents and things were not good and I remember just getting on my bicycle and riding to my grandma's house because I felt, felt safe there. Pretty sure I could have committed any crime and granny would have been like, he's the best. That's what we called our granny, miss her. People with great eulogy virtues don't live to get as much as they can from this life. They live to leave as much as they can in this life. Did you catch that? People with great eulogy virtues don't live to get as much as they can, they live to leave as much as they can. So today, we have an opportunity to do that, to finish the year, put an exclamation point on a year where we've already seen so much good, so much generosity. I think it's a chance for us to really get in line with the heart of what Jesus is saying in Mark chapter 10. He says, hey, you know, rulers in this world, they, they lord it over people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. Saw, saw a politician last week who actually went out on Twitter and said, please honor me for the work I've done. I just thought that's not how that works. That is not how that works. Come on, how many know the human heart gets all twisted up 
on this kind of stuff. But Jesus says, hey, if you're in my family, you do it different. He says, hey, true life among you, it'll be different. Whoever wants to be a leader has gotta be what? Servant. Whoever wants to be first among you has gotta be a slave to everybody else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to what? Serve others. Come on, let's say it together. He, he didn't come to be served, but to serve others. And to do what? Give. He gave his life as a ransom for many. What an honor and a privilege it is for us to have moments like today where we can try just a little bit to become like Jesus. And we're not even giving our lives. We're just giving our treasure, our resources. And I thought it'd be cool for you to see, I, I spent some time yesterday, I was, as Christmas shop was happening, I was trying to figure out where we were gonna land, where we were gonna finish the day. And so I was on the phone with our secretary treasurer, Jason, and we we're in QuickBooks and we we're running reports together. And we were able to kind of figure out where we're at with the spend, spend that we were going to put in Christmas. And Christmas shop's just such a beautiful story, you guys. It, it really all started a few years ago when I stood here and said, hey, we have an opportunity to have Christmas parties for all the kids that we sponsor in Africa, $2,000 will cover it. And I hadn't even gotten, I'd barely gotten off the stage and back to grab my phone and, and a member of our church had texted me and said, I sent the money already, it's paid for. Christmas, Christmas parties are paid for. And I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty amazing. And then the, later got a phone call and said, hey, how do we do something for the kids in our community? Do you have any ideas? And I said, well, actually, yeah, there's this model that we can go learn from called Christmas shop. We could turn the whole building into a, a shop and we can provide Christmas for families. And there was an initial investment of $10,000 made. And over the last several years, we've seen that grow to this year, inflation, come on. <laughs> we started out with a budget of $20,000 and then they, Kristen came to us and said, hey, there's more kids per family this year. So 30 families isn't 70 kids, 30 families is over 100 kids. Is there any more available? Another $3,000 we can, we can cover. It was, we got it, let's go, let's do it. $23,000 investment yesterday into our community. So we were totaling all that up. We wanted, I wanted to figure out how much you had given away this year as a church year-to-date calendar. And here's, yesterday, here's where we were. 99,968 dollars that as a church you have, money that's left these walls and gone to the places where people need it. It's clothing people and housing people and it's planting churches and it's responding to disasters and it's helping our, our, our families in Africa and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's serving those families that we had at Christmas shop and in our special needs egg hunt and serve day and all those, and all those different opportunities that we've had to serve people. And so you know what I did when I saw that number is I went and found Kristen who leads our Christmas shop. And I said, Kristen, I need you to finish about $63 over budget. Come on, y'all. How many of y'all wish your boss would come and tell you to finish over budget? Anybody? anybody ever? 
And, um, and we did, and so I, I'm just, I'm happy to tell you, we did. Some of the food costs went up yesterday. We had a few more families that we had to put in Uber and Lyft cars to transport them to and from the event. And so for the first time ever in the history of our church, y'all, this year we're finishing the year giving well over $100,000 to missions, to outreach, to serving people in need. And I'm so proud of you. And check this out. Here's one of the things I love the most about this is we teach tithing. We believe in this principle of return the first tenth. And then I always tell you as a church, we don't just teach tithing, we tithe too. So a minimum of 10% of everything you give is going to leave. But 100% of what you give to missions is going to leave. So that over $100,000 doesn't represent 10% of the church's total income. It represents somewhere between 18 and 20% of the church's total income for the year. That, so we're, we're learning to, to run the church on margin. Come on, y'all. We're paying for the rent and the lights and the, and the electricity and, and the staff and all of that. We're running it with enough margin that we can turn around and give up to 20% of our income and give it away to the places where people need it most. I think that's pretty fantastic. I think it's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool when you can pay your bills and somebody else's. It's pretty awesome. So today you have an opportunity to, to participate in legacy and I don't wanna spend a ton of time talking about that is because today's not about trying to manipulate you into giving. If you were here for our kingdom series several weeks ago, I, kind of went through all the different lanes that we can use legacy funds for, but here's the short version. It helps us accelerate the vision. That's it. We just get to go further faster with things that cost money. And everything costs money. Everything. So if you feel led to give today, there's a few different ways that you can do it. I don't know how good I am at this because I don't do offerings that much, so just give me some grace if, if I don't nail this, but different ways that you can give today. If you're old school, use cash or check. There's envelopes in every seat. And if you want it to go to legacy, just make sure you write legacy somewhere on the envelope, okay? Or on the memo of your check, legacy, and so that we can make sure that, that it gets applied to the legacy fund. Or if you're like most people and you're gonna go digital, you can go to the website, truelife.church. You can use the app or you can text 843 Two one. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. 124 people made decisions for Jesus this year. I totally forgot that was on there. That's worth getting excited about. So um, if you text to give today, it won't automatically go to legacy unless you specify that. Okay, it'll go to the general fund, which is fine. If if you don't care, we don't care. But if you want that gift earmarked as legacy. You need to make sure that when you text 84321 that you put the dollar amount followed by the word legacy. So I've just, here's an example of what this might look like for you. You could just put your dollar amount. <laughs> followed by the word legacy. And you could text that here. This one might be a little more like my budget, right? So like this is your dollar amount followed by the word legacy to eight, four, three, two, one. All right, um, would you bow your heads with me this morning? I never wanna have a Sunday that goes by. And I know this hasn't been a normal Sunday, a normal message. 
but I never want a weekend to go by without giving people an opportunity to respond to Jesus. That's why we do all of this. It's what every dollar is for. And you might be sitting in this room today or watching online and you need to be number 125 or 126 or 127. That this year in this house would say, I need to make Jesus Lord of my life. I need to surrender. And if you find yourself feeling that tug in your heart, like, man, I, I, I'm not serving Jesus. He's not my King and my Lord. And I just want to give you an opportunity to change that right now and just surrender to Him. And if you feel like you need to do that, I'm not going to call you to the front. I'm not going to embarrass you. Would you just, just wave at me? Just say, hey, that's me. I, I need to surrender my life to Jesus. If you're watching online at home, you can, you can do that there. I can't see, but God sees. I see that hand. Thank you. Anybody else? just need to make Jesus Lord of my life. Anyone else? Thank you so much for doing that. And if you're making that decision today, here's, here's how simple this is. Just talk to God right now. I'm going to help you with the words. And just say, dear Jesus, today I surrender my life to you. You're the king. You're the Lord. I'm not going to be in control anymore. You are. I'm a sinner. I've messed up. And so I need the free gift of salvation that you made available when you died for me on the cross. I believe you did that for me. And I believe three days later you rose from the dead. And today you're alive and well, seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding on my behalf. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Can we celebrate as heaven grows a little bit bigger today? Come on, can we celebrate, church? Stand to your feet if you would. And I'm going to pray for you one more time and turn it over to Pastor Perry. You'll, just, you'll have an opportunity to, to participate in Legacy if you feel led to as you leave today. Please, man, if you're feeling any pressure at all, just don't do it because that's not what we're about here. But if God's put it in your heart, listen, I'm just gonna tell you, when you obey him, he blesses you. He blesses you. So I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes one more time. And if you're, if you're doing it old school, if you're using the envelope, maybe just hold that envelope in your hand right now or, but I just, I kind of want all of us to think about all the resources that we've stewarded in our own lives this year, the, and the ups and downs, maybe you had some tough money moments this year, or maybe you toughed out some days at work that you didn't really like that much. Maybe your boss isn't the best. But through it all, you now find yourself today in a position to be generous. And I just want you to know that's the blessing of God on your life. So just take a moment right now and thank him for that. Thank you, God, that I'm in a position to be a blessing. You've blessed me, so now I get to be a blessing to someone else. And Heavenly Father, I pray for each and every person today as we participate in legacy, as we accelerate vision, as we live not just for today, but for the future and for the next generation. 
God, that you would bless each and every person today in ways that are so powerful and supernatural, we would know that it only could have been you. I pray that businesses would grow and promotions would happen and new ideas would flourish and new solutions would come. Take care of your people today, God, as they are generous on your behalf. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we thank God for the opportunity to give in legacy today? Pastor Perry.